0: This podcast contains adult themes and language. Listener discretion
1: is advised. Here at The Lawless Files, we won't stop looking into the Michelle Lawless case until it is solved. We've got five years or more invested into that story. We care about getting justice for Michelle, justice for Josh, and we care about making sure the public knows why and how the case was so badly mishandled. So we will continue our work on that case. In fact, we're working on an episode right now that we'll be putting out in the next few weeks. When you work on something like The Lawless Files, it's inevitable that you will see or be made aware of other cases people will reach out about old cases that have a lot of questions, and you see a lot of new cases where people are desperately seeking information, justice, or closure for someone who appears to be a victim of violence. These are cases that are often ignored by media outlets for one reason or another, whether that be a lack of resources or priorities that have shifted resources away from crime and toward other areas of news coverage. So we're going to get into some of these types of cases, some old ones that maybe people have forgotten about, and some new cases of crimes that have a sense of urgency where family members need answers immediately. We want to lend support to those folks if we can, knowing we are a very small outfit and cannot get to every story. Having said that, we want to be very upfront. We are going to give voice to some of these victim advocates, but these episodes will not truly be investigative like we've done with the Michelle Lawless case. In Michelle's case, there is and was a long, long history of documents in the public record because the case was considered closed, from 1994 until Josh Kieser was exonerated in 2009. Once the case was closed, the records became open, so we had a lot of history to work with, plus we were able to cultivate sources, both in law enforcement and beyond, who would talk about the case. For cases that are ongoing and were never closed, there will be less on the public record. There will be less to review and examine for inconsistent statements, for example. And generally, law enforcement agencies do not discuss ongoing cases with the media. But here's the cool thing about what's happened. Through our coverage of Michelle's case, we've built up a sizable and loyal following. And the idea is that, what if the attention of Michelle's case could actually help others seeking justice or answers? That sounds like a winner to me. So let's see if we can bring attention to some of these other cases that matter with people who obviously already care about justice. So here we go with our first Lawless Files spinoff. We're putting our attention on the disappearance of Jesse Wilfong. We're going to publish an interview here with Jessie's mother, Kathy. It's only about 15 minutes long or so, and the idea is to raise the awareness of Jessie's case. We are giving Kathy a platform to talk about her daughter and some of the details leading up to her daughter's disappearance. No one on this planet is more concerned about this case than Kathy. This case involves two different police jurisdictions, and Kathy has done some of her own investigation. So we're going to let her tell us about what she knows, but it's important that everyone understands that we have not been able to independently verify or confirm what Kathy says in this interview. We do find her credible and believe everything she says is truthful to her knowledge. With that said, we're proud to bring you this information from Kathy Wilfong, and we hope her information and this podcast will help lead to more information about Jesse's whereabouts. If you have any information about Jesse's disappearance, please contact the Cape Girardeau County Sheriff's Department at 573-243-3551. But like I said, we're being transparent here that we are at the very beginning of this case and don't have all the background and years of investigation like we had in Michelle's case. But we believe, just as we do with Michelle, that Jesse Wilfong matters. She is 21 years old, and she hasn't been heard from... May nineteenth, twenty twenty-two.
0: I think I'm grasping, and I just want her. I just want her home. I'm afraid something's happened to her, and I just want her. I want her back.
2: dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook The Noom Kitchen for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living available to buy now wherever books are sold.
0: Hi there can you hear me? I can can you hear me? Yes. Okay. All right. Thanks for
1: thanks for joining me here today on the on the Zoom. I know it's not the best of circumstances, but I appreciate you coming on here. Thank you. Could you start here by just uh, telling us who you are and uh, um, how you're uh, related to to Jesse?
0: I'm uh, Kathy Wilfong, and I'm Jesse Wilfong's mom.
1: Oh, okay. All right. So, um, first off, uh, can you tell us just a little bit about uh, about Jesse? Kind of um, when she was last seen. Maybe give a, a physical description of her. So. Um, people can be kind of on the lookout. Uh,
0: she was last seen on May 19th. Uh, she is about five, nine and 150 to 60 pounds.
3: Uh,
0: brown hair, but, but it's highlighted, probably wearing shorts and a t-shirt, um, maybe some slides. And uh the last time I saw her, I saw her on the the evening, it was wearing on the 19th. Um, but she was seen last at her uncle's in Millersville on the 19th, and that was on a neighbor's camera coming in trailer on the 19th. Before she went to her uncle's, she was in Fredericktown, Missouri.
1: Okay. Um so tell me a little bit about uh, how old, how old is Jessie? Uh, you know, was she uh, working? Uh, what, what was her life kind of like uh, before her disappearance?
0: Uh, Jessie is now 21. She, she was 20 at the time of disappearance. She was on drugs. I know um, she's been on meth. We live in St. Louis. She would come to our house, stay for a few days, and she supposedly living with us. Then she would take off in the middle of the night with we don't know who and just was always in Fredericktown. Anytime she needed a ride home, it was Fredericktown. I think I picked her up in Ironton once, but she was always down there.
1: Okay, so you, you all live in St. Louis?
0: Is that what I heard? I, we do. We live in little, uh, South County. She had no car, no job. She lost her job, lost her car, and just was back and forth.
1: Okay. So on the day of her disappearance, you know that she was in Fredericktown uh, before she went to her uncle's house. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Do, do you know what she was doing in Fredericktown?
0: I talked to uh, Jerry Miller, and he said that her and her friend, Emily Brooks, came through his window, and uh, they seemed really nervous, and he didn't know what one, but his girlfriend was there. She kicked him out. And then she was picked up by her uncle.
1: Okay, so um, I'm going to ask you that question again, because there's a little bit of a lag in in the technology and uh, you're kind of cutting out there. So could you you tell us then what she was uh, doing in in Fredericktown?
0: Uh, In Fredericktown, she went to uh, Jerry Miller's house and knocked on the door. They didn't answer. So she went through his window with her friend, Emily Brooks and he said they seemed nervous. Uh, his girlfriend got mad and kicked him out, and then they said she was picked up by her uncle.
1: Okay, so who's Jerry Miller?
0: He is uh, a, a from Fredericktown she was with. I don't know what she went there for, and uh, I don't really know why. Okay, so she went
1: she, she went to Fredericktown to this Jerry Miller's house, and she crawled in through a window or something and got yeah. something, was kicked out, and then mm-hmm. she picked up by her uncle. Is that your brother, or?
0: My, my, my husband's brother.
1: You, you're, I'm sorry, your husband's brother?
0: My husband's brother, yeah.
1: Okay. okay. Sorry, you're just, um, the, the sound quality isn't the greatest. Um, okay. Okay, so uh, then she goes to,
0: to Millersville where your, uh, your husband's brother lives and what happens there? Uh, there, we were unaware that he was back on meth. So from what we've heard, her and her uncle, I believe were doing drugs. And, uh, the uncle's girlfriend was there. She left with her uncle a few times, uh, during the night. I don't know where they were going, but the neighbor's camera picked him up. And then um, the police say she was never seen leaving the trailer. So that's kind of, they're looking into that, and looking into some Fredericktown leads.
1: Well, that's going to be really, a really, really difficult situation for you to be dealing with. Um, not knowing where she's at, not knowing what happened to her. And then um, last scene at your, I guess, your brother-in-law's house. Uh, how are you coping with all of that?
0: Not very well. It's just... I think i'm grasping and i just want her i just want her home i'm afraid something's happened to her and i just want her i want her back
1: um you said she uh uh she'd been using again um i think in a uh past correspondence that you and i had you know she would she had at different times or, or even recently um tried to get clean um is this kind of been an ongoing struggle for her
0: it has uh we found out about it in September I believe she's been doing this for about a year and she's just she told us when we saw her last that she was off drugs but I've heard otherwise and she just she's addicted I've offered it you know through rehab she said she doesn't have a problem and doesn't want to quit
1: so tell me a little bit about um I know one of your fears is that you know there've been some other scenarios in the uh uh Fredericktown area um do you have any any direct knowledge that these are, you know that some of the same people involved with some of these other cases may uh, be involved with this one
0: Possibly. I, I've heard a lot of talk about this um, drug house on double O in Marquand or I don't know if it's Marquand or Fredericktown, but a lot of the kids that I've read articles on ended up at that house and then ended up either dead or disappeared. Um I know Jesse's been to that house before, but the I interviewed the people that live there and they said they haven't seen her in about a month. And um I believe that they went in the house and she wasn't there.
1: So, so did you say that you talked to those people?
0: I, we stopped, we tried to talk to him, but no one was home. The police had already been there and actually arrested them for some things. So, but, um, the police said Jesse was not at that place.
1: So, um, Tell me a little bit about how the investigation is going. You uh, just said there that you've, you know, you've been trying to kind of look into where she might be. Um, obviously the police are involved. When did the police get involved when, uh, with searching uh, for her and what all jurisdictions are, are helping you at this point?
0: The, um, we had to file in the, with the Cape County Sheriff's Department because the last known place she was seen was millersville and uh they've been involved um just let's see probably thursday i think i filed like a week after she'd been missing the sheriff's department had been involved they've been uh contacting madison county sheriff's office and the police to see if they can question people for them and uh i feel like they're doing everything they can but just they just, they said they're just not there yet. Um,
1: so you're living up uh, up in St. Louis. Do you have family in the Millersville area or are you connected at all to uh, Cape Girardeau County?
0: Just uh, me and my husband lived there first, got married in Millersville, and mom and dad live in the park, and now his brother and girlfriend live there.
1: Okay. Okay. Um so yeah, at least you have some some connections there. Um how about uh the the Fredericktown area? Do you have any connections there at all or
0: not a lot. We we moved to Mark Wand and have a few connections there, but Fredericktown uh, a lot of people have connected us on Facebook or um Messenger and just given us some tips to follow up on. So you know we'll actually go and talk to some people um in mark we talked to people in markwand and not really getting anywhere either how
1: how often are you in communication with law enforcement you, you, so you're having to work with two jurisdictions here which i'm sure yeah. is you know difficult um how often are you in contact with uh, investigators
0: uh they want us to send anything we get even if it sounds crazy so I send them a text and email throughout the week of any tips, and then they'll give me at least one call a week with updates.
1: Okay. Well, that's, that's good, I guess. Um, is yeah. that from each jurisdiction or is, is one?
0: No, just, just Cape County is the only one we ever talked to.
1: Okay. Uh, what, what, what's your, what's your best theory at this point? Um, any ideas what might've happened?
0: I honestly thought that maybe she left her uncles, went back to Fredericktown. But then I spoke to uh, a sheriff's uh, or one of the the detectives. And he said that she was not seen on the camera, leaving her uncles. Uh, Since then, we found out her uncle was back on meth. And I'm just, I'm worried that he, he and her, and he, he did say that they got in a fight and he thought she was a narc, but it wasn't physical but I'm just really worried that something happened. Have, He's not answering questions to
1: Okay. Um, has his property been searched or anything? Or um... I
0: don't, They've interviewed him. I don't think they've searched his trailer. Um, they've searched the woods behind the trailer park and didn't find anything, but they've questioned him and him and a few times.
1: Okay. Um, Could you give me his
0: name? His name is Lawrence, uh, last name Shanda, S-C-H-A-N-D-A. Okay. And I hate to say it. I mean, he's a nice guy when he's not on drugs. And I, you know, I really care for him. But people have told me when he's on meth, he's just...
1: Yeah, that's that's got to be uh, so so difficult position to be in there. Um, I mean, obviously, we want we're hoping that uh, Jesse's found and you know maybe just run off somewhere or something like that. Yeah. Um, but um, I guess if uh, anybody out there knows anything, um, they should contact the Cape County Sheriff's Department. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Um, can they? Can they reach out to you as well, or should they find you on,
0: on Facebook? Or can contact me on Facebook, or you know, however, I don't, I'll take, I'll listen to anything they got to say.
1: Okay. Um, Kathy, is there anything else that uh, the public needs to know about your daughter?
0: Um, she's, other than being on drugs, she's a friendly, sweet girl. I don't think she's of any danger to anyone, but she, she just always kept in touch with us. This isn't, this isn't her. Uh, her phone died the night she disappeared the 19th. She charged it up or been on her Snapchat or anything like that. And that's just really unusual for her.
1: Where was her uh, phone last tracked? Do you have that information?
0: It was last in uh, Fredericktown at about 737 that uh, May 19th. Okay. Been nothing else. Did,
1: did was it recovered or is it just is it still gone the phone is not it's disappeared off okay okay well uh kathy thank you so much for uh talking to me here we'll get this episode out real soon so uh, people can uh find out about it and hopefully come forward with information if it's out there we appreciate you so much and wish you guys the best of luck okay thank you thank you so much bye-bye feel for Kathy Wilfong. I did that interview with her on Zoom and the anguish on her face was apparent even through the computer screen. She's living out a nightmare. I can't imagine not knowing what's happened to your daughter. No matter the age or circumstances, no one deserves to go through what Kathy Wilfong is going through. So we're pleading to anyone out there with information on Jesse's whereabouts, please contact the Sheriff's Department. Again, that number is 573-243-3551. You can also drop us a tip at www.thelawlessfiles.com. Let's get Jesse's parents some answers. If you want to see a photo of Jesse, please check out our Lawless Files Facebook page and our discussion group. We mentioned that Fredericktown is on our radar. Jesse didn't live in Fredericktown. She wasn't even last seen in Fredericktown. But she spent time there, perhaps involved in drug activity. She definitely had some sort of strange interaction there, climbing into a window at a house. Fredericktown is a town of 4,000 people. It's in Madison County, which is two counties west of Cape Girardeau County, connected by Highway 72 that runs through Bollinger County. My parents used to live in Fredericktown, so I've been to Fredericktown many, many times. It seems like a town that's too small to be having all of this drama. It's too much drama. Stories have come to our attention from that area. We're looking at the disappearance of Timmy Dees, who hasn't been seen since February 27th. We're aware of the Durante-Martin case from 2021. Durante was shot in the head in the attic of James Wade's house where a party was going on. That case drew some brief national attention, primarily for its racial undertones. Originally ruled a suicide, an independent former pathologist looked at the case and ruled it couldn't have been. Then there's the Nick Lowery case and Michaela Jones. Michaela's body was found in Washington County in May of 2021. She was high school classmates with Durante Martin in Park Hills, not far from Fredericktown. I haven't dug deep into these cases to make any of my own determinations, but people who care about these victims have, and they insist that something is off. We're not making any promises. But we do want to raise the profile for those who are desperately seeking answers and justice. That's what The Lawless Files is all about. This Lawless Files spin off is a production of Leadhound Publishing, LLC. It is written, hosted, edited, and produced by yours truly, Bob Miller. Please consider supporting our efforts by subscribing at www.thelawlessfiles.com. Or leave a rating and review on Spotify. If you're just becoming aware of the Lawless Files because of Jesse's case, please consider listening to all of our other episodes about Michelle Lawless's case as well. We think you'll find the story is not just compelling, but also important. Michelle and Josh both deserve justice. We hope it comes soon. Thank you for listening to the Lawless Files.